Investors like you have a problem. Today, most portfolios only include stocks and bonds. While it's currently performing, it's a strategy that Goldman Sachs predicted in 2023 to underperform for the next decade. Luckily, our sponsor, Masterworks Advisors, focuses on a non-traditional alternative asset, helping over 15,000 investors diversify a portion of their overall portfolios with blue-chip post-war contemporary art. Over 60% of wealth managers surveyed by Deloitte have already integrated art into their wealth management offering. And by signing up at masterworks.com advisors with code FREE, you can talk to a registered investment advisor representative who deals exclusively with this alternative asset class. So schedule a free same-day advisory call with Masterworks Advisors just by going to masterworks.com advisors and using promo code FREE. That's masterworks.com advisors promo code FREE. This advertisement relates to the provision of advisory services by Masterworks Advisors, LLC, and is not intended to offer or solicit investment in any securities and is not investment advice. Masterworks Advisors is affiliated with Masterworks. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Rudo, AJ, and Blaze coming at you live as the Avs defeat the San Jose Sharks 4-2 to in a game that the kind of smoked that team in, it really felt like the Avs, at least on the stat sheet, it felt like the Avs just kind of worked that team most of the night. Yeah, there were there were a competitive 10 minutes in there during the second period where you were like, hmm, Sharks are starting to feel like they're in this game now. They didn't do much with it, but they got to feel good about themselves. Good. Given the like season, a, yeah, given the season they've had. Yeah. Neat. Is that, this was like a get right game for everybody on the abs that were having bad fucking numbers. <laughs> like, yes, it very <laughs> much was. It very much was. Is that your uh, refrigerator hat? Or is it you just wearing an admiral's hat for no reason? Okay, it is there you go. Hat. Yeah. Wanted to make sure. Wanted to make <laughs> sure. Uh, this one. It, it really did feel like the Avs were just kind of the better team. I McKinnon comes back; he was he was moving well tonight. They get a bunch of different depth scoring throughout the game. Sharks' goals even didn't feel super competitive. The results felt correct in this one at the end of the night. I think is is what I'm trying to say. So. Uh, Sure, we can uh, we can start there with the the five dollars super chat from Pete. Is Val Nachushkin the best four checker in the NHL? Because it feels like every night that dude is creating multiple turnovers in the offensive zone. <laughs> A silent nod. That's the answer <laughs> I get there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he I mean, was fine tonight. Like, it's fine. Like. He's, dude, he, he's a wrecking ball. He wreaks havoc. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's Val Nechushkin and whichever forward is four checking Sam, Sam Gerard with the puck. Those are, <laughs> those are your best four checkers in the NHL. <laughs> if, if Nuke had silky mitts, he would be unstoppable. But, uh, did everything are... score a goal tonight for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had a lot of chances. Yeah, but like puck like puck like slides off his stick after he walks around everybody, and you're just like this. It's the Nichushkin stuff that like. (laughs) Yeah, we've gotten real comfortable with this stuff. (laughs) 
It's it's yeah, like when he's like picking corners and shit and like sniping Billy. You're like, whoa, what is? Can I believe in this man? And then like a night like tonight happens, and you're just like, okay, we cool, we cool, we cool. We know where we're at for sure. Yeah. Uh, like the one where he sneaks to the middle of the ice and shoots it eight feet wide of the net tonight. <laughs> that was I, a wild. That, miss. that yeah. happened, and I just went what. So loudly that the dog jumped while we were sitting on the couch because he was just vibing. And I was just like, what was that, bro? That was bad. Shoot yeah. it higher. Uh okay. I don't have have we ever made Blaze do the 60 second rundown before? I I think I have. I did it. I did it in like 10 seconds. All right. Can you beat your record? No, this one's going to take more than 10 seconds. There's more to that than this game. Um, well, the first period, uh, Avs dominated with nothing to basically show for it, right? No goals scored in the first period, so whatever. It looked like they were they were doing well. Uh, you get into the second period. Uh, as expected, we saw uh, Curtis McDermott uh, with a great assist <laughs> over to Nui, so knowing that we were going to get some depth scoring tonight, uh, looked good. Then for some reason, I think this was a coaching error here where they decided to leave him out and have Timo Meyer and um, Thomas, Tomas Hurdle out on the ice. So they were playing D against that, or he was, that was bad. Are you really uh, going to say that one one? was playing D? Well, I mean, that's where he lined up, so we're, we're calling it D. <laughs> we could break that down in a little bit because we can go real in-depth into that because that was bad. Yeah, there's um, a lot of and bad then, there. And then the third period happened where the Abs just wanted to show, like, we are the best team in the league and you guys are a bottom feeder this year, so get the hell out of our way. Helm, again, getting that depth scoring that we talked about, that's uh, – there's a lot of shots there all of a sudden for for me and Rudo. Uh, the, the fourth line scoring there. Yeah, 20 bucks of shots uh, was promised on the pregame. So. Yeah, and, um, you know, we've heard this before in the studio. Kel McCarr is no Brett Burns, and Brett Burns showed up with a goal tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> To keep it close. <laughs> and then again, Miko and Berkey finished it off and kept everything under six and a half goals. So I'm very happy. Yeah. Blaze goes two for three again on his bets. And plus. Yeah. All plus. All plus again. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I feel like that was, he's shaking his head. <laughs> that was like, a, yeah, that was not a 60 seconder. That one, that one might be worse than Jesse's the other night for length. <laughs> yeah. Here. Did you mark it? No shot. No shot. He was tracking this one. Oh. <laughs> uh, rewind all the way back to the first goal and two fifteen. Way over. Way over. Uh, After I gave Jesse a bunch of shit on Tuesday night about going yeah. over, <laughs> he, he went over like twelve <laughs> seconds. I you go two fifteen. Uh, rewind all the way back to the first goal. Alex Newhook gets off of an 18-game goalless streak. I also uh, pointed this out on Twitter. He gets assists from Johnson and McDermott. McDermott now has more points in the months of March than LOC and NAC combined. (laughs) 
So if you're looking for a positive in McDermott's game, there's one. Uh, obviously great to see Newhook get a goal in. I, I do think Newhook has started to recognize, especially over the last five, six games when he's down there on that third line, that he's got to be the guy scoring the goals, not setting up the plays. We've seen him start to shoot the puck a bit more. Is Will it well, come? Like, who makes the play on that goal? Like, there's like, yeah. there's the Sturm, great on the forecheck. Goes, goes and gets the puck out, sure. Yeah, like, great on the forecheck. And then both defensemen, they get the assists. Just They just pass the puck pretty Like, EJ <laughs> just gives it to McDermott and is like, your problem now, LOL. <laughs> and McDermott just stands there. And Newhook's like, all right, I'll do this. And he, like, steps out. He reads the ice, sees the soft spot, steps out into it, knows that he's got space, knows that he's going to have time. If he gets the puck, the puck comes to him, and he just throws it on net. I mean, it's good. Everything about that was, like, like, like basic. There's, there's no X's and O's needed for any of that. That's yep. just... That's just open ice and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nico, Nico Sturm goes and gets the puck, digs it out of there. And then JT Comfers just puts his ass and capo cack in his face and does not ever go into the crease and just does not like just everybody, everybody makes a good decision. Everybody makes a good play and they, they get the goal out of it. Like that's, yeah, I love goals like that because you're just like, what do you say? It looks so easy when, it, when when they do it like this. And you're wondering, there are games where you just can't get anything in it past a goaltender. And it was looking like this was going to be one of them. And I kind of feel bad for Kacken and like, great. It just didn't and happen. then yeah. just watched a four spot get thrown at him at the end. And you're just like, what? <laughs> and, you know, didn't deserve that. Because he was the only reason this game was good. Him and Frankie not being able to track a putt from... The blue line. That was it. Those are the only two reasons this game I mean, was competitive. That we'll was get, it. We'll get to the Frankie thing in a bit. Um, How good was Nico tonight, though? Dude, I I thought that I thought the list of ads who played really really well was really long, and the list of ads who played really poorly was Frankie on the second goal. Yep, I agree. I don't think and it really played that badly tonight. No, and like I I think that Manson and Jack Johnson were like okay at times um probably the guys that i would have graded out the lowest but and even i didn't have like any c's dude, are better yeah. yeah we're talking we're talking like c plus caliber games yeah. here like i'm like i had no bones there and like my biggest problem of the night is franco's on the second goal the rest right of that, that i'm like i think hurdle made a great play on the first on the first goal more than anything else i think hurdle made a great play and they like two great players made a great finish against a group of guys on the ice. They shouldn't have been out there against. They took advantage of that one situation, made a couple of great plays. And you know what? You just kind of, I just kind of, for me, I was just kind of like, well, that's, that's how that goes. Sometimes the second one was the one that bothered me. Like that, the game never should have gotten to two, two and never should have been all that. Close. Like I loved, I loved the, the abs gotten to the third period. And we're like, we're in a game with these guys, and these guys don't belong on the same ice as us. <laughs> it, it blazed, and like blew their doors off from that point on. You uh, you seemed ready to jump on breaking down that first goal. So I'm, I'm assuming you're well, going to no, give us no, no, no. that was a great play. 
No, no, I was just going to talk about uh, right before the Brett Burns goal, Jack Johnson was doing his best Kale McCarr impression on the blue line there. Like, he blew past some dude, made him look silly. And I was about to tweet it, and then they scored. So I was like, well, that, you know, the move point at this point. So it's the way it goes sometimes. It's not, uh, it's not, it's not good, though, when Jack Johnson is, you know, just. <laughs> making people look silly on the blue line. <laughs> yeah, not a not a ringing endorsement for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, great play by Hurdle and Meyer, sure. I, honestly, especially this time of year, I really don't mind that Bednar is throwing out a McDermott against the top guys because let's be honest, the ads are just trying to not burn out the legs of their, their top pairing D right now. Right. Like, and, and you live with the sure. results, whatever happens there happens. And like you, if that had been the end of it, you're like, Oh, we gave up one even strength goal. Yep. To Tomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer. Like those are the guys you give up a goal to when you play the sharks. Yep. Yeah. And they're you're hot right like, now. You're just like, dude, you just <laughs> like, they just outplayed your guys in that situation. Like, Sometimes that shit happens. <laughs> like, I feel like if there's one thing that we as a very hyper avalanche focused uh, show don't do enough of, it's just simply tipping the cap when the other team makes a great play and just being like, sometimes they good. Sometimes they good. And like, yeah, like Curtis McDermott's like little matador Olay bullshit probably made life a little easier than it should have been. But like, he tried to stand Hurdle up at the blue line, and Hurdle fought right through that. And that's not easy to do. Like, that's one thing that McDermott will do well. Hurdle just <laughs> fought right through it. And I like it, man. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I mean, the problem... McDermott can't skate. I mean, he it's just not, can't skate. It's not well, that's why he has to stand a guy up at the blue line, because if he has to turn his body, homie's fucked. But the thing is, like, McDermott should have just taken Meyer. Like... Manson is chilling back, ready to take Hurdle as the puck carrier. And McDermott is in line to take Meyer. But instead of taking Meyer, he cuts across and Manson has to switch. And that forces Manson into a situation where he has to turn now. And Manson ends up in a really awkward spot because McDermott gets roasted. But Yeah, well, and what I also didn't like, Manson didn't do anything. Yeah, Manson ended up in no man's land, covered nothing. Like, Manson came across, and you're like, okay, like, come across and crush that guy. Yep, at least make him pay. What was that? Like, he was, like, on the wrong – he totally – I don't know. I just thought it was – I thought it was a really, really good player in Hurdle, turnstiling a couple of dudes that he's just better than, and then Timo Meyer roofing it. I mean – On a desperate – Again – you're right. I don't want to take anything away from San Jose there, but I think that play never happens if Manson just talks to McDermott. Like, all Manson has to say is, I got the puck carrier there, and I think that play never happens. I, yeah, I just, I think that's, for me, that's going to be too hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, I I don't think it's hindsight, Eli, but. Well, because you look fine. at, you look at, and I wish we could pull it up. Yeah. Because if you look at if you look at where they are coming through the neutral zone, everybody's in good position. Yeah, and then McDermott when for the no puck, reason just sends it across to the boards. <laughs> like, like everybody, everybody is in good position, and you're just it. I think they're I think they're fine. It's just 
Manson ends up in like this weird no man's land and it never gets better. And like McDermott applied no resistance there for her, for her to like, like, like maybe he makes him slow down a little, but you know. So here's like, we can't actually show you video, but I can show you the still frame that I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) This is where I see the play and I'm like, all right, Manson can take hurdle. Yeah, McDermott might be slightly behind Meyer. That's the problem is that you're asking if 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 hurdle gets through, it's a it's a clean. It is a clean two on one, very very wide open. And Manson Manson is I completely he is totally alone at that point. I don't know that it is because I think McDermott is still in striking distance here. Again, I can't show you the video, but Meyer is gliding right here, so I think McDermott can at least like. Be that close doesn't enough matter. to pressure the guy. I get yeah. it. Is slow. I understand. But the problem it's, is... It's weird that like, this is what we're talking about right now. Like, <laughs> we, have to, we have to trash this team in the yeah. third period. We have, look, Absolutely we've got a lot of time. Like, pick. Put yeah. the foot on the, on the floor and blew the doors off these guys. We're talking about the first fucking goal. We had to find something to nitpick for a little Against, while. And, and like, <laughs> like, there's like a yeah. super real chance that Curtis McDermott is not in the lineup come postseason. Yeah, like, but that none of none of this matters. <laughs> but Ruda, that's the right read, right? Like he's supposed to switch right there. Like Manson's I... supposed to take the guy coming up the middle of the gut. That's you know, and then McDermott's supposed to come and take the guy that just made the pass up. I wish I could show you, like, there's, I have it also pulled up and, like, 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 paused. And there's a point where McDermott, McDermott is dead even with Hurdle. And it's like, look, if Hurdle just isn't a big, strong dude, and I hate to quote Peter McNabb there, if he isn't just a big, <laughs> strong dude that just absorbs that contact, McDermott rubs guy, will rub probably... 95% of guys in the NHL, he will rub off of that puck. Sure. And, and will and will erase. And it just happened to be that Hurdle could take that contact because he fights through that contact, and that's where all hell really breaks loose. I agree. And and Blaze, if you want to look at it that way, sure. You can put this on Manson for not committing to the guy up the middle better and Manson getting caught too. Because if Manson puts himself in a position where he can stay skating backwards there, the pass to the middle is just never going to be an option for Hurdle, right? Yeah. But instead, he gets burned up the middle. So, yeah. could be better. Anyway, don't need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> We're brought to you by yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when we sign up for a new account. There's still a couple of games left in March Madness that you can get in on. In fact, they're doing a, a profit boost. If you're not a new account, it's a 100% profit boost on both games tomorrow you know aj's betting it all on kansas over here so <laughs> if you are it was definitely fun to see uh so dnvr specifically employs a number of fans of high-end college basketball programs like real ones not ones in colorado and uh we have <laughs> we have we have gotten to enjoy like I've thoroughly enjoyed this March Madness as one by one, like Gonzaga loses, and Kentucky goes down, and like 
I didn't enjoy the Colorado State loss to Michigan that much, actually. I was really I was really pulling for the Rammies there. David Roddy is a lot of fun. So uh but anyway, I was like I it's been very fun that Kansas is the blue blood that that just got through going. this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yes. For once, yes. <laughs> I've spent I've spent most of my Kansas loving life being the fan of the blue blood that always finds creative ways to lose. Well, so if you're a new account, you can go bet five dollars on Kansas with the DNVR do code. Do not do that. Hundred dollars in free bets if they win. If they win, throw that money at UNC to end Shashevsky's career because that would oh, be the greatest storyline ever. Fuck Duke. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, my man. <laughs> uh, go on over there to DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, use the DNVR code to get the $5 for $200 in free bets. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And then when you have 25 bucks to spare, you can get Avaca TV so you can watch your apps on your television. Just 25 bucks a month. You plug it right in like a cable box. It works. You just turn it on. It's right there on your TV. You don't got to jump through any hoops. You don't got to do anything fancy. It also comes with Rocky Mountain Sports Network and national channels. So every major sport in Colorado, you can watch. You can watch basketball and hockey on altitude you can watch the rockies on at&t sports network and you can watch football on the national channels problem solved avaca's got you fully covered going over to avaca.tv slash dnvr that's e-v-o-c-a dot tv slash dnvr to get hooked up today second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook getting into the second period this really was a get right game for Colorado, right? Obviously the new hook goal comes first, but you also end up with a goal from Darren Helm. And later on after the, the random goal, a goal from Andre Burakovsky. Does getting a little bit of momentum going with their, their guys who have been struggling to score matter right now. That's my question. Is, is this too early for the start of the ramp up to the playoffs? Are, are they going to peak too early on this trajectory or is this exactly what they want to see? In what way would you argue that this is bad? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm asking if they get going now, are they going to peak too early? Peaking too soon. Yeah. Didn't that, wasn't that January when they only lost the one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably uh but nonetheless no no i'm genuinely like to take to to, to to take your question at face value uh no bro the uh you love this because it's still not 100 percent lineup here and so you still need contributions from cats you're still fighting for a president's trophy you're still fighting for first seed in out west you haven't clinched anything nothing's nothing is set you're still fighting for something. Some of the stuff, like we tell, we're like these games don't really matter, and blah blah blah. Like, and while true, like, sure, but there's there's still stuff on the line here. You still need contributions. You still need you still need the stuff to go a certain way for you. Uh, and and you you're not gonna win every game with just your top guys. And you look at who took over the game in the third period. Like, we're talking about, oh, it's a get-right game for these guys. But who took over the game? Because it wasn't Miko Ranton and Nathan McKinnon. It was Nazem Kadri and, and Valerie Nachushkin. 
Uh, yeah, straight line. I mean, Kadri especially for you, I think, really was the third period from Kadri is an all-time period, right? Well, like he gets smoked, and I have serious concerns about that shoulder being straight up separated. Yeah, because that's what it looked like when he went down. I was like, "That's a separated shoulder." And then after they scored that third goal on the power play, and they cut to the bench, and the trainer was working on him, and he's pointing, he's going like this, and you're like, "That's a separated shoulder, fam." Because <laughs> if it's he's a broken fine. collarbone, he's not out there. Yeah, but a separated a separated shoulder, he's like, "Pop it in." Give me the cortisone. We'll worry about this in the morning. Yep. And that's exactly what it's going to be. We're going to we're gonna wake up tomorrow, and it's going to be like Nazem Kadri out two to three weeks with an upper body injury. Grade like, one shoulder strain. <laughs> but it's like – but tonight, like, tomorrow's problems, baby. Because yeah. tonight, tonight, like, he went full throttle and just dominated the game. So I think yeah. – I think it's – I genuinely, like, I think it's great. To see that, uh, you know, Burakovsky, but <laughs> I kind of feel bad that, that that his goal is just like this, like free tap in. But again, like for a guy that you that we frequently yep. bag on for being a little too soft and easy to play against, to the right area. Yep, he goes in front of the net. And he outworks the he outworks the defenseman. Like and, and bangs home that goal. It's not a pretty goal. It's not. It's not any of that. So. I, I'm just. Are you talking about Darren Helmsgold? I, I no, man. Darren Helmsgold's sick though. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like I that was great too because that guy's fighting for that guy's fighting for a spot in the lineup moving forward, and that's you know, look the the, the 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 great thing is Darren Helm has a couple goals in in the last couple of months. The bad thing is they're both against the Sharks. So <laughs> they're done with them. They don't see the Sharks again until next year, correct? That's bad for Darren Helm, specifically, apparently. <laughs> well, from a confidence standpoint, though, like that's got to be great for him, just getting those goals. Like anything you can do to start feeling yourself a little bit more and feeling a little bit yeah. more comfortable, especially when yeah. you're going in and out of the lineup, right? And you know it's getting close. So, like, this shows the coaching staff, like, you can score. And that's, you know, fourth line goals are bonus goals every night. Yeah. It's never yeah. something that you're expecting to rely on, right? Yeah. yeah. Always, yeah. It's always gravy, but it's like tonight they needed that. Like they needed that. They needed that push. They got goals from lines three and four while they waited for lines one and two to kind of figure it out. They eventually did. And you're golden. You it's literally got a goal from every line. Right. One I know four. we just spent a ton of the first period complaining about the one goal that the Avs gave up, but there's nothing the one, one real goal. Yeah, yeah, right. But there's just nothing to complain about in this hockey game. The Avs got no. everything they wanted out of everybody that they wanted. Yeah. So, and, as, and and like, we, I, I don't know about Kadri's health. Like, I'm just being an asshole, right? I, but like, so the thing, assuming it's a shoulder related <clears throat> thing, assuming it's a separation or a sprain. That's a lot of assumptions, just so we're clear. It could be a yeah, lot of things. I'm not making any uh, of these for real. A grade one a grade one problem you can actually play through. That means there's nothing wrong. It just hurts a lot. Uh, if it's grade two or three, it's going to be at least a few weeks. Well, and uh, I tell you, even if it's even if it's one, 
Uh, why would why push it? Right. Totally. You can easily give him a week off to just yeah. feel like, all right, man. Yeah. No spe- especially because between today and next Friday, they play two games. Yep. They have like five days off next week. It's yeah. Insane. They play they play on Saturday at home against Pittsburgh, then they fly to Pittsburgh on Tuesday. And then they don't play again until Friday when they're up in my neck of the woods. So they don't like there's there would if there really is like something, no rush. No rush. Yeah. So that's um you know. We'll do the we'll do this again just to just to for, for chat real quick, but if that's the real Drew, go ahead and text me. Because if it's not, you're getting the band hammer. This isn't fun. We're not going to continue to do this. I don't know why somebody wants to tap on that nerve. Yep. Uh, it's a weird. It's a weird thing for somebody to think that this is like a. It's a really weird one for sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. we can get to our king of the game now, which we we've kind of already kind of just him. did talked him yeah. way up. The, <laughs> graphic for it though it's nazem kadri with a two-point night fighting through the the injury i think he had like eight shots on goal or something insane too so a hell of a night from kadri there as well and especially after he took the big hit he's down he does have it he did have eight shots on goal the amazing part is he's credited with no hits (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i think that's very funny though well, but uh, you talk about a team with a killer instinct, a team you want to see put the pedal down on teams. Nas gets hurt, goes out, he comes back, his next shift out there, he just steps on the pedal, goes wide on a guy and draws a penalty. And it's like... Who was that guy that he went wide on, by the way? <laughs> Friend of the show, Nick Malash? <laughs> I got a lot of tweets that were like, DMs just gave that guy away for nothing, which like, yeah, true. But also... That's why. <laughs> I mean, Malosh is, uh, I don't know, maybe not even a number seven on the Avs. He might be a number eight. Yeah. Like, it's it's super revisionist history to think that Malosh <laughs> made the Avs decor yeah. ever. Yeah. I do I do yeah. like that we're starting to see, instead of the Avs were the last stop for a bunch of guys in their careers, we're starting to see the proliferation of other of of bottom pairing guys from that the Avs organization the upwards, yeah. <laughs> where you're, where you know, there's now there's a Connor Timmins over there, there's a Ryan Graves over there, there's a Nick Malosh over there, and you're just kind of like, huh, this is interesting. <laughs> they keep spending assets to, to get these guys to fill holes every year, but it's like you had them. <laughs> oh. A, a fun, a fun conversation for a different day, for sure. <laughs> but I, I, I like with Kadri, with Kadri, dude. I, what do you even say? There's I, nothing to say. That, just, that dude's a monster. Yeah, was so good, and I did like a game like this just reinforces why he's going to price himself out of Colorado. They, yeah. the app, the app just won't be able to do it, yep. and. Like that's okay because at this point in his career, he's been on such a good, like solid the entirety of his free agent career. Yeah. He's been on an unbelievably good contract. He's been on a great team friendly deal. And now he's about to get paid at the right at the at the finish line of the career, the last the last big deal. 
He's going to make that thing count and good for him. But I still can't believe, I cannot believe we're living in a world where Nazem Kadri is going to push a 90-point season. And yet, <laughs> here we are. And, like, you've watched it, and you go and you look, and you're like, none of these percentages. Like, uh, today I tweeted about the Predators and how all before their top six scorers are all having obscene shooting seasons. Yep. And that's driving a lot of their offensive success. And one reason why I think they're a mirage uh, and why that I think that bubble's going to burst quickly. Uh, but it with, with Kadri, you go and you look, and there isn't anything driving any of that. He doesn't have a crazy high shooting percentage. He doesn't have – there's nothing about it other than his assist numbers are way up. But even his on-ice shooting percentage isn't like, what the hell is happening? Like, it just turns out that the Avs put a bunch of talent around him all year. Dude. And, uh... <laughs> and even with McKinnon missing as many games as he has, it's not like he just sat in between Landeskog and it... Ranton and an ate greedy all year. It running that hasn't been the case. center for most of the year when Matt right. is out. Yeah. That yeah. has not been the case. It's been amazing to watch. Just as amazing, I mean, a Val Nichushkin. I mean, Nichushkin just... We talk about the skill limitations and all, but you look at what he's doing to change games, and you're like, right now, right now, health and age and everything included, would you rather have Mark Stone or Val Nichushkin? You would probably probably still take Mark Stone. If he was healthy. (laughs) But this is the thing. Between his age, between back problems for a guy nearing 30 years old, and the money that he's making... I think that this is a. I think that it, it the gap closed enough where you're because it used to be like, well, of course, but now you're looking at that, you're looking at Nachushkin and you're like, he's going to give you fifty five or sixty points every year. He closes the hell out of that gap. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm willing to say he's going to give you fifty five points every year. Just yet, I, even fifty, <laughs> like even even if it's just fifty. Moving forward, the next five years, I will be fascinated to see which one of those guys ends up more valuable. Yeah. Because Nachushkin, he's just caught fire in Colorado. And, you know, we get, I think it's really easy for us to get caught up in the UFA conversation stuff, if only because our chat talks about it every single show. (laughs) But his fit here, like, hopefully, hopefully he recognizes, like, his fit here is excellent. He's got a coaching staff that brought out the best in him, has believed in him, and it has worked. And the talent around him has worked. For sure. And why do the Avs wait so long to re-sign or extend players? They don't wait any longer than anybody else. This is the yep. process. This idea that the Avs are going to sign a bunch of their pending UFAs leading into free agency, if you're like, those players... I always say I there's two of these sides. They're they're if you're those players, why are you signing a deal in the middle they of the season? Literally signed Frankie two weeks ago. You don't think the Az would sign these guys if they could? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, straight up. Like if you it, it it's hard it's hard it's hard to convince those guys to to do that stuff. So uh anyway, like you see it sometimes. Like, 
Tomas Hurdle signing an eight by eight in a place that he's been his entire career right before a trade deadline or Chris Kreider doing the same kind of thing. Those guys weren't in that position this year. So, you know, that also you have, those teams were willing to give a guy an eight by eight in the middle of a season. <laughs> yeah, you also look at their Phil Forsberg is now the all time goal scorer in Predators history and he didn't yep. get signed. Yep. It's and arguably the Nashville loses a lot of their competitiveness if that guy leaves in free agency. If yes. if, if Val Nachushkin leaves in free agency, it hurts, but the abs the abs still dumb. probably win yeah. the central next year. <laughs> yeah. It just gets harder. Yep. Um okay, so, we are brought to you anyway. by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. So go get yourself some. Uh you can pour one out for Matt Nieto because he got absolutely murdered by Curtis <laughs> McDermott in this game. Uh, you get eight different kinds on tap at the bar, of course. Use their Breckbeer locator online to find it at a local liquor store near you. They're awesome. Uh, would be dope if the Avs flipped their periods and scored two in the first to give us free Breck brews and their two for a brew promotion. But Remind me to talk about this next period. What? Them scoring goals in the third period. Okay, we will talk about that for sure. We'll talk about the end of the game as well. It's a great time also to get a DNVR Avalanche membership. Well, my membership to all of DNVR. When you get an annual membership right now, it comes with a free shirt. It also comes with a bunch of other perks, including uh, big beers at the bar, access to the DNVR lounge, a bunch of other awesome stuff. So highly recommend you get on over there and get a subscription membership right now. We got a bunch of awesome content coming out pretty much constantly i feel like we've been pumping out content like mad people as of late so the fire hose is on yeah so get in on it as the playoffs are coming up uh third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast lifetime member let's go if you're if you're crazy enough to buy the lifetime membership we will love you forever i promise uh let's get to the super chats here first for the third period let's do it $2 $2 from Rich. Honestly scared McCarr was going to fight there. Uh, <laughs> I was like, <sighs> if he, he doesn't. He was ready. Look at this. Look at this smile on this kid. All right. He's, he's, he was about it. That's, that's the smile of a dude that's about to shit in your pillow at a summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to follow up that comment. <laughs> <laughs> he he was all about it too. Like Rantan came over and he was like, "Nah, yeah." Nah, he this, like put his this arm dude's on his mine. Like, yeah, I got him, Rance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for the always $2. be always be wary of a hockey player that smiles as shit starts to go down. <laughs> I was gonna say he's been hanging out with Dermy. Uh, five dollars from the shick you guys think there's any chance Kadri take a team from the deal to stay in Colorado he fits so well here and the dude is incredible nope <laughs> thank you for the five dollars though I mean what would a team like a team friendly deal would be like a four year deal like five and a half million and I can't imagine any way possible he would say yes to something I, like that if I'm Kadri I'm not taking less than like seven <laughs> yeah straight up like I'm banking that I'm about to get paid yep Especially by Dallas. <laughs> I've never, for the record, I know ne- I've never attended a summer camp. I've never <laughs> been to one. 
I just watched all of the Jason movies. Never been to a summer camp. <laughs> Have shit in a lot of pillows, though. So. <laughs> if you go, if you go and read a lot of Best Western reviews, they do talk about shitty pillows. <laughs> they just didn't specify. <laughs> Uh, $2 from Vincent. Boys, what a time to be an Avs fan. We want BGK. I don't think you're going to get BGK, man. I think they're going to miss. <laughs> I do. I do want, like, like the, the competitor, like, just that natural, like, I'm so sick of this conversation. I want him. I want him at full strength. I want to exercise the demon because I genuinely think that it did something good for Tampa Bay to have to go through Columbus the very next year. Yep. Especially that five overtime game where it was like they went from like we're the ultimate disappointment to we're Tampa fucking Bay. And now they haven't, like, people just can't stop them anymore. Uh, seven Canadian for McKinnon's golf partner. I know we talked about it, but what's the honest assessment of McDermott's impact on this team? Uh, I think he's a. <laughs> My personal opinion is I don't think he's an NHL caliber player at forward or defense. Correct. Um, but I think that I think that in terms of the the, the chemistry, um, the 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 camaraderie, like everything that that has it going for him, you know the how the room operates and how players, like how humans work, McDermott is A-pluses all across the board. Everybody loves the guy. He goes to bat for him. You know, he he does the dirty work. He works He works really hard. He's he's A-plus, 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 A-plus in all those ways. I just, I just don't think that he's an NHL caliber player. I mean, he's the dude that you can put in the press box during the playoffs, and he can still be the awesome dude he is, and everybody wins. He's a great shower guy. <laughs> Give me the other 19 dudes in your shower, Blaze, or what? That's, that is correct. He's a great shower dude. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I mean, I don't – there is no situation where you can convince me, given the other options that the Avs have, that the Avs' best lineup includes Curtis McDermott. But – if he's helping the team in other ways, great. And especially during this stretch of the season, I, they can play Curtis McDermott 25 minutes a night. And I don't, I don't care yeah. for this part of the regular season. Yeah. So straight up. I think, I, I think that when you're, you're trying to get into like winning time here. Yeah. You know, like you're trying, okay. You're matching up. You're matching up in a postseason series. What what advantage does Curtis McDermott ever give you? Like you, you know, his size and his physicality are fine, but they've never changed a game at forward. We've seen it make a little bit of an impact as a defenseman, but all the other things that go into being a defenseman mean that he plays eight minutes a night. The coaching staff doesn't trust him, has never trusted him. I just when you get into when you get into winning time, it's fine to play him through the regular season. It's fine, like it's it's a weird, it's a really weird fit when you're talking about a guy that like benefits your team from a personal perspective, but your on ice perspective, you're constantly trying to 
figure out how to make it work. Basically hide him. And you're just trying to find, you're like trying to find roles in which you're like, he's not hurting us here. He's doing fine here. This is okay. This is, this is great. This is, you know, whatever. Right. Like, but when you get into the postseason, all that emotional, like we're talking about Eric Johnson getting healthy scratched here. Can I play McDermott there? No shot. No. Though we talked about this a little bit on Tuesday as well. As, yeah. You know, maybe if the abs are up three one and the series is getting dirty and it looks like the other team is, you know, basically just there to cause trouble, maybe you see him in the lineup. But even then, I I I don't know. It's hard to put him into a position. Take yeah. up that roster spot. Yeah. It, it, I agree. It, it's really tough to get him in there. Uh, $2 from Pete. What are you seeing from Cogliano out there? He continues to play his role to a T. He's a fourth liner that brings a ton of energy, mucks it up, pass the out there, no finish at all. <laughs> and and you live with it. That's. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's funny because he scored tonight, but I think Cogliano I've spent the last week of watching Andrew Cogliano and just been like, I wish they'd just signed him instead of Darren Hell. Could have kept the fifth. I mean, the fifth is whatever, but. Sure, but like, that's just. I, I hear you. You're just doing the best business you can that way. Yeah, and, exactly. And I'm and, just kind of like, look, I just think Cogliano's just been a better fit. And it, Yeah, it feels like there's certainly more there with Cogliano, right? Helm can skate, but that's pretty much the start and the end of it. He's had a couple nice finishes lately, but for the stretch of the season, there hasn't been a ton there. Cogliano, I think, is definitely a bit more grindy and physical. Uh, And I will say, anytime Cogliano or Sturm touch the puck in the offensive zone, I go get a snack. (laughs) Because and one of those, I I will I will bet you one of my fingers. One of those guys scores a huge. Oh yeah, guaranteed. One of those guys season. scores like a game six game winner or something. That it's it's dirty as hell, but it gets in the net and <laughs> makes a difference. For sure. Nico Nico Stern is going to score a shorthanded goal <laughs> on a breakaway in like a game five with like seven minutes to play in the third period to take it from a one goal game to a two goal game. And it's just going to be me on the post game referring to this clip right here. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna, it's, it just feels so inevitable. It does. It does. I agree. With that being said, as we stated earlier in the show, any given night, your expectation of offense from that line is zero. Yep. Uh, $7 from Mercus. Uh, sorry if I got your name wrong. Super positive news that Byram is on a conditioning stint with the Eagles. How many games do you think he plays down there? Well, a conditioning stint can only be, I believe it's five games, mm-hmm. or it's like 14 days, I think. Um, so that many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we got word already that he is going, Byram is, is going to join the team, and yep. he is expected to play both games in Ontario this weekend. Um, Megan is on that already. So 
trying to work that uh, work that story for a little bit to see what's up. Happy birthday, Megan. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, she she went out with the fam tonight. So jealous. <laughs> I'd gone out with fam tonight. And seven more from McKinnon's golf partner. How are we feeling about Lekkonen? He's so smart. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that has shown up immediately, because well, he's still very much trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah. But he's so smart. He's always in the right place, and he's always attacking, and it's just like, oh yeah, this is gonna be. Sick. How about how about that pass to Kadri tonight? Oh, yeah, oh, that that was slick. I don't know I how he like, got that no thing way. through. I thought yeah. it was shut I was down. Like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way he gets it over there. And yeah, it was I was like, he's awesome. he's gonna throw this puck into the defender, <laughs> and we're all gonna be like, bruh, and then clean, <laughs> clean through. Clean yeah. through right on the stick, perfect. And I was and like, fires it right into the pad. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> I was like, that's a goal. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was credit to Kakinen, man. I felt bad his four got dropped on him. Yeah, he played well tonight. Like I thought he was yeah. so good. The only reason it was two two was because of Kakinen. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is what it is. The third period itself first. You guys totally cool with the scrumming late, or do you think it's a little uh, a little chickeny from San Jose there? I think the only thing that my my only frustration was that there were a couple of hits that led to it that you could have easily easily called penalties that from raised the, shark the temperature. Side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you had the hit on Kadri, which was the hit that EJ made on Tyson it, Jones. It's, it's, it's the exact right same cross-check. Right in his numbers. Yeah. Yeah. He sees it. He sees it. He extends. He smokes him with the stick. I'm like, bro, if you take his jersey off right now, there's going to be an imprint of the stick on his fucking back. <laughs> what are we doing here? So, like, I, I – and letting that go, like, pissed Naz off. So it ended up being great for Colorado and all, but like it, I thought that they, the, the refs again, like you, when you let things like that go, you invite more of it. And so that's what happened. They invited yep. more of it. They got more of it. And then the abs at the very end, were just like, no, we're not, we're not taking this. We're not interested in this. You're, you're one month out from playoffs. Might as well start getting used to it because that's how playoff hockey is a lot of the time. So get comfortable. going to bring it for sure. On, on a side yeah. note, I'm really glad that Marc-Andre Fleury is in our chat. <laughs> it's, a, it's an honor to have him hanging around. Yo. It's very cool. Yo, Math, if that's you, uh, go look up your uh, save percentage and then go look up Kemper's save percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm genuinely super excited that this guy, I think this is two shows now that this guy has done this. Uh, and I'm just assuming that this is math. And it's like, look, you could have said no to Minnesota, my guy. You could have said no. Who was the other guy that wanted to join the abs at the deadline? It's that random guy. Yeah. I forget. I forget who it was. <laughs> Uh, the only one I I just yeah maybe he traded it's, himself it's, for Tyson Jost. Is this Pat Valdez's new new account? He's got the burner out. Yeah. <laughs> All jokes aside, though, um, I do. Uh, 
I do think that uh, Darcy Campbell rules, and uh, I'm excited to see what he does in the postseason. I don't know how you can look at Kemper's body of work from mid-December to now and say that that dude isn't just a beast. So it's it's getting old listening to people's takes on Kemper after. No, and it's like it's very like oh they're gonna oh who's gonna who beat you in the postseason last year? What has what has Darcy Kemper ever done in the playoffs? And you're like yeah, like what has Darcy Kemper ever done in the playoffs? Like it's fucking true, man. Ask him again in, in three he, months, and the answer might be nothing, or they he, might be he won a cup. But. As far as I know, like he's won two series, 13-14, he beat Colorado, yep. and then yep. he beat Nashville in the, in the play-in series. Play-in. Yeah. 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 So, like, that's that's kind of it. It's, it's not a lengthy track record, no doubt about that. So, he has everything to prove, especially in a contract year. Yep. That was it. Noah Gregor was the one that nah, traded Noah, himself yes. to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one that did it during Gross My Roster. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. A, that was a great callback. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, AJ, you wanted to talk about the Evs third period goals. Yeah, so I this is something I almost don't want to talk about because there are enough people who write for other outlets that listen to the pod now that I get very, like, don't steal about, my story. About something that might be an article idea that I'm cooking up, but uh fuck it. So I think it's <laughs> it's just it's really it's really interesting to me the way that this abs team like in the last couple of years, the second the second period is where they've been like dominant the last two seasons. So COVID shortened season and the 56 game season, both of those dominant second period teams, like okay teams in the third period by goal differentials and goal scored and all that. You go and you look at this Colorado team this year, they're top five in scoring in each of the three periods. So very balanced, but by far the highest scoring in the third. And so it's, it's really interesting to me because that hasn't been the case in previous years. One, that's the difference in them having all the comeback wins that they didn't have in previous years. But also you look at you look at all the games that they've entered the third period in this year, tied. And how comfortable they are in it. And look how they played tonight. Yep. They enter a third period. Like this is a Sharks team that's on the second half of the back to back. Not any good. Like you're not you're not overly concerned about the Sharks actually beating you over the course of a third period, right? But the way that they went about it, they just dominated. And we just saw the same thing just happened in Calgary a couple days ago. Dominated that third period. They are dropping the hammer on some teams here. And I think it's impressive. I think that it's I think it's notable to see that they're not building up a three-nothing lead and trying to coast, use the rest of the game to coast as much as we've seen in previous years where they would get out ahead and things would happen to them. And, you know, they, they would end up in a game that was three, nothing nine minutes in. And you're like, it's going to be an easy victory tonight, boys. And with seven minutes to play, it's three to two. And you've been white knuckling it the entire third period, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's just been a little bit like they're so comfortable. 
in these tied games in the third period that it's just like this is it's really it's really kind of an interesting development that I'm not going to say is like necessarily good or bad. It's just a different DNA there for is, a team. It it does almost feel like there's a level of calmness to them where they're confident enough in those situations where they're like, all right, we're going to go out and be the better team and win the hockey game. Yeah. I mean, how often do you ever feel like the abs are truly checked out of a game? Yeah. Like there are Very times there, where they look there. bored. Yep. But how often do you really look at them and, and think and just be like. Outside of like outside of the New Jersey game where they clearly just could didn't have anything left to check yeah. in with. Well, and they were like, like they had a three nothing lead in a game that they had not played well at all in. Remotely <laughs> well in. Yeah. It was the most like smoke and mirrors three nothing lead of the year. Like it was just nonsense. It wasn't like they blew their doors off and then ran out of energy. They played like shit, fell backwards into a three nothing lead that they coughed up. They should have lost that game ten to nothing. Like they were, they were for no mention, no memorable stretch of that game. They were not engaged. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of one game this calendar year where it really didn't feel like they were. Yeah, in it. and the that and I would say the maybe the two one loss at home to Arizona that ended the streak. Yeah, even that one, it didn't feel like full-on checked out, but they didn't have that level of turn it like, back on. Yeah. yeah, they didn't, like, they just, like, Wedgwood made, like, 400 saves that night. But also, like, they just never really looked like they had that extra gear. So, that's about it, though. Like, I I think that this is a team that, in third periods, like, we've made all the jokes about how they like to get choked and blah, 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 right? But, like, we have seen when they get down, none of these games are over. Yep. Uh, yeah, the game in Boston, they did get their doors blown off. That's fair. Son. The game, yeah, oh yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. The game in Boston, they definitely. And that was what was weird about that game. It started at like yeah eleven a.m. Eleven o'clock, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> like it was weird, dude. So that's that, and like their their blowout loss in Toronto. Where Darcy Kemper got like a concussion during morning skate, and it was just uh, the whole thing. They were never into that one either. So, does anyone have Jesse Comfer's number? Because I am absolutely down for a silver medal sock shirt. <laughs> that was such a weird like. <laughs> I love that she was like, "It's not dirty. You can't tell people that." <laughs> and you're like, "Girl, you're on television." Right now, it's <laughs> not pre-recorded to be edited. Like you're on TV, it was very funny and it was very adorable. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah, ads are at 102 points. Uh, I believe Vegas's maximum point total right now, if they win out, is 104. So they just lost an OT. There would be 103 <laughs> then. Vegas, Vegas did? did? Minnesota lost, right? Not Vegas. Oh, did they? I thought Vegas did. I don't think Vegas. Vegas, played. yeah, Vegas did not play. Vegas was what? Yeah, oh, am I looking lost. on the wrong day? Mini yeah, lost. Mini lost. Yeah, yep. You're Dallas right. Dallas won in OT. Either way, yeah. within not not clinched yet, but it's very close. Yeah, it should. Yeah. The Avs should clinch a playoff spot 
within the week, basically. Uh, anyway, I'm good. Any any final thoughts from you two? Um, no, I think I'm good. Who who's built thicker, Blaze? The guy on your hat or Curtis McDermott? <laughs> it's pretty close. Did you see the video where Curtis McDermott gave his game puck to Kemper? No. Just a tank of a human being. Just a tank of a human. <laughs> that's why that's why Tomas Hurdle like skating through. It's Even like, that dude's what? like an arm, yeah. like an like just throwing the arm out there is like it's impressive, man. Like it's, that's that, that's why Hurdle that, makes those big bucks though. That dude's arm is the yeah. size of a small person, so <laughs> uh anyway. We're going to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the pod. Uh, We appreciate all of y'all a ton. We're off tomorrow. We will be back Saturday for the game, pregame, postgame. Y'all know how it be. Go get party bus tickets if you want them. I actually, I think there's some left, but don't quote me on it. It might be sold out. Uh, and it's and the deadline's coming up, I think. Yeah, real, the deadline real soon. is coming very quickly. So if you do want to get it on it, go buy tickets right now. Um, do that. What is this comment even? Uh, we're out of here. We will talk to you on the next one.